the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. AM 560, The Answer. Prepare to have your mind opened. The lies of the mainstream media are about to be exposed, and the hypocrisy of the left is about to be revealed. This is a revolution in how you think about politics, race, and culture. You've tuned into Black and Right with John Anthony on AM560, The Answer. Well, 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 guess who's back? Back again. What's going on? What's going on? What's going on? It's John Anthony, host of Black and Right on AM560, The Answer. I hope you guys really enjoyed um, George Pearson and Q-Tip on last week. Uh, I know I did. I was traveling on the road and listening to them. I thought it was a, a really good show. So if you haven't listened to it, go uh, into the archives. Go download the podcast, 560theanswer.com, and listen to last week's show with um, Will County Chairman um, George Pearson and Monique Q-Tip Hoffman. It was really, 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 really a great show. But um, I'm so glad to to be back here in studio today. Um, last week I was traveling, speaking all over um, the state of Illinois. I went from <laughs> I went from uh, Stockton to Utica, to, all the way down to Xenia, Illinois, where Darren Bailey had his his um, um, farm picnic or or, or get together. It was over a thousand people that showed up. So uh, Darren Bailey, I, I, I really saw. Uh, just been watching him lately, and I, I think I'm telling you, 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 you're seeing the creation or the forming of somebody who could possibly be a great gubernatorial candidate. Um, I'm just going to say it. I, I'll say it because I know he won't say it, but I will. <laughs> but um, guys, I'm really excited about today's show. I got two good, two good guest co-hosts coming in today. Um, you, get, some of you know them, some of you, some of you may not know them. But uh, my first guest co-host today, he's a candidate for the third congressional district, Mr. Mike Frisalone. Welcome to Black and Right. Welcome back to Black and Right. Yeah, you, you were right. Well, we're going to win this thing, John. I told you. Told you way back in what was that? Was was it February? That was March? February. That was about February. February yeah, February, March. That when you guys came, you both came in here, yeah. and I told you, I said, I this district is not ready for socialism. I, I don't know that the U.S. is, but certainly yeah. not this. Certain district. parts of it is. Yeah, well, certain parts true. we see it happening yeah, to, right true. in front of our face. Uh, my second guest co-host, I'm really proud to to have him come in. Everybody knows him. He was one of the, he's one of the most boisterous, loud Trump supporters in the state of Illinois. He doesn't he has I mean he just he doesn't care if you'd like that or you don't or do. Mr. Stephen Ballage. Stephen. I'm glad to be on and you hit it on the head. You, you know, if you don't like Trump, you're an idiot. I don't know any other way of putting it. <laughs> you if you don't like Trump, that means you want to defund the police. If you don't yeah. like Trump, you actually like socialists. Yeah. And if you don't know what a socialist is, just think about it. You like where you live? Well, if you have too big a house, you got to give it to somebody else that <laughs> has a bigger family because that's fair. Yeah. You know, that's what this is. Do we yeah. want to have that? You want to have health care? You know, they have a good system. Yeah. Take it away. Where are you from, Steve? 
I'm from, hey. uh, I'm from Homer Glenn. <laughs> no, no, where are you originally from? Southside. You guys can hear that Southside <laughs> coming like, hey, I got a guy. Hey, Steve. Southside is where it's at. Oh, that means you're a White Sox fan, too, then. Yeah. <laughs> oh, you got to get Why out. not? Get out of here. No. Well, they're both eliminated. Now. But I don't even yeah, watch it done. no more since yeah. they started all this kneeling and political crap. I don't watch football, baseball. I don't watch none of it. Yeah. You know, but before we get started on the show, you know, we want to send our prayers to the president, his wife, and any and other, any and all those who are uh, been affected by uh, COVID-19. Um, we, we really wish the president a speedy recovery, right? Oh, I think it's going to happen fast. He's He's already talking like he's ready to go. He's got his office in the hospital. He's working. Man's sick and he's still working. Yeah. So, 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 um, Mike, what are you hearing out there in the street? You know, as you're, you know, going throughout the third congressional district, why, why should the people pick Mike Frisalone? Well, we know that it's been a little bit of a Democratic district for a long time, and Dan Lipinski has held a seat for 16 years. His dad held it for 20 years. So for 36 years, they've had a Lipinski there. And a lot of Republicans crossed over to vote for him. Dan was pro-life, as I am. Uh, he, got, he caught a lot of flack from that from the Democrats. But he was pretty moderate. And, I mean, he took everybody's values into consideration. He, he was a, involved in the Problem Solvers Caucus, trying to bring both sides together to make decisions. Right. And, unfortunately, because of a lot of circumstances, including COVID, he was beat by a socialist. And the people I'm still shocked at that, uh, though, by the way. Well, and Dan and I talked about it. You know, that that week was when they really started pushing the whole covid thing. Mm -hmm. And the older crowd did not have any ballots to push. Yes. So I think the older crowd didn't come out. Yeah. And that's what hurt him. And and obviously, I feel myself as a credible candidate. Yeah. I certainly took some Republicans back that normally voted for. Right. And so that's probably what did the difference. He only lost by about four thousand votes. I mean, the last opponent he had was some race-baiting right. ignoramus. A Nazi. Let's call Nazi. it what it is. Yeah, Nazi. Nazi. So I'm, I'm so glad you beat him, too. Thank you. And, and I think that's what that really what motivated me back then to bring you on the show was because I knew I knew your integrity. I knew who you were because, I mean, we've had our, right. we've had our interactions when I was yep. state representative, and I knew that you were not Arthur Jones, and I'm going right. to say his name. Uh, I knew that. I, w- I wouldn't say his name then because he was still a candidate. I, right. I didn't want anybody to know who he was. But I knew that you were you had impeccable integrity, and I knew that you know should Dan Lipinski you go up against Dan Lipinski, I thought you had a chance, but it would have been a tough w- chance. It would have been tough a tough chance. chance. But now you have a chance. You, I think. So let's talk about that poll. There was a poll that came yep. out that showed you how many points? It's about two points uh, behind her, but what a three point six percent. So in the margin, error. margin, error, so statistically even. So that that right means there. the seat is winnable. Yes, sir. Now let's talk about support. Have you had has has the NRCC or whatever their name is, whatever that acronym is, have they reached out to say, "Hey, that poll was interesting. Let's let's have a conversation." I think the problem with them is is they keep looking at Lipinski's numbers over the years, and in the general election, Lipinski destroyed whoever was there. I mean, he ran against a Nazi right. in a general election. Right. Why would anybody? Steve and I were running at the time for Will County Board, and we said, "Vote for Steve and Mike. Right. Don't vote for the Nazi." Right. <laughs> We were telling people not to vote for him. So right. I don't know if those people voted for Dan or didn't vote at right. all in that race. But that's where he picked up a lot of votes. And I think the NRC is still looking at those numbers going, 
this isn't winnable. But, but you're I mean, not fighting. You're not running against Dan Lipinski. His congressman. I, I want to put respect on his name. Right. You're yeah. not running against Congressman Lipinski. That's not who you're running against. You're running against a person who believes in defunding the police. You're running against a person who believes America is not exceptional. Yeah. Anybody that's running in Congress that doesn't believe that America is not exceptional should not should serve not. in the halls of Congress. Should what say you, Steve? Well, I'm going to tell you something that uh, we didn't even talk about in the past, but think about this. Mike Frizzalone was the finance uh, chairman for the committee at the county that was responsible for figuring out how to build a courthouse, a public safety complex, and a health department without raising taxes. Yeah. No tax increase. So besides being pro-life, pro-constitution, in favor of never defunding the police, Mike's smart enough to figure out the numbers to make things work and not have to raise taxes and still think, get things done. Yeah. So that's an important thing to me. Right. And I, I, I recall that when the courthouse was being built because I was a state rep and there was a bill that you guys came down there. And I, one of the things, I don't know if you recall, but I said, are we, are we trying to raise taxes? He said, I wouldn't be down here in your office if we were nope. trying to raise taxes. And, and I, that's, when, that's when I knew that I could respect uh, Mike Frisalone because, you know, when you're doing something like that, right, building a, a brand new from the ground up courthouse, yep. you, what, what normally happens in places like that? Yep. You you raise taxes Jack or the tax. Yeah, you, you, yeah of course. <laughs> but you know, when when I saw that you were you were somebody who stood fast and was steadfast on not raising taxes, I said one day, you know, especially when you came in um in back in February, man, I just knew I knew that I had to do everything I can. Uh and I talk about you a lot. When I, I appreciate go, it. when I went I out you. to speak. When I went out to speak in Utica, I talked about you. When I spoke in Kendall County, um like Kendall County, Kendall County Republican picnic, I talked about you. Because I talked about you, I talked about Jeannie Ives, I talked about Philanise White, I talked about uh, Teresa uh, Rayborn. Right. Uh, because listen, we we need to talk about people that are running that are, that are because, good candidates that right? are good candidates. And, and you know what? Especially when the Republican Party is not throwing their full weight and support behind. If you have, if you're running and you put your name on the ballot, the Republican Party should coalesce around you and and send something to help and to right. assist. That's just my opinion. No, I agree with you. You know, and I just thought of something else. This is off the cuff again because, you know, I'm that type of guy. But at the Will County Board, we, all the Republicans, were against killing live babies. Yes. Babies born alive. Yes. And so we did a proclamation. Then they, the Democrats would not stand in favor of protecting babies born alive. Yeah. And, so and- that's a big deal. But we'll, we'll That's how radical they are. Let me tell you, I see my girl Suzanne Hart. You know that she is my. I love yep. Suzanne. I see she commented. My, she said you're going to win this. Uh, it's a shame that she's not still on that board because she. Yep. You're talking about somebody who was a fighter. She was solid. She was solid. She Very was a solid. fighter, and she believed in Illinois. But when we come back, we talk with Ashley Ramos from Black to Blue. You're listening to Black and White on AM560 The Answer. I'm your host John Anthony, Mike Frisoloni, Steve Ballage. We'll be right back. This is Black and Right with John Anthony on AM560, The Answer. Come on, Pete. Come on, mix it up, Pete. <laughs> I wish you had your boards in there right now, Pete, mixing this song up right here. Hey, welcome back to Black and Right on AM560, The Answer. I'm your host, John Anthony, along with my guest co-host today, uh, candidate for the 3rd Congressional District, Mike Frisalone, and Will County Board um, Steve Balich. Ba- Balich. Balich. I keep, see, I, but, I, I butcher names, You man. think I care? I butcher names. <laughs> I butcher them. I butcher them. I really them. don't care. You know, um, 
I, I don't like socialism. I don't right. like it. And I don't like it that, that we live in the greatest country to ever exist. And people even are even considering, yeah. even considering being part of it or allowing it into our everyday life. Why do you think that has happened? I, I, I don't know. Our founding fathers did such a great job over 200 years ago putting that document together that we call the U.S. Constitution. And these socialists want to just rip it up, throw it in the garbage, and start a whole new world. Yeah. And you know, I, I think they think that utopia is achievable. It's just not. You, you know, I, lo- I love when Bernie Sanders talks about Cuba and what a great scenario they have there. Mm-hmm. I was down there. <laughs> yeah. One time. Yeah. It's enough. Yeah. Steve? Now, I always tell these young guys that ask me about socialism when they act like they are socialists, go watch the movie Dr. Shabago from the 1960s. That's a love story. It's a good movie. Yeah. But guess what? It shows what happens under socialism. It really does. You know, the guy owns a house, and they come and tell him, it's too big a house for you and your family, so now you can move in some other people. Yeah, and then later on in the movie they come and say, "Hey, that one room that you got in your own house, yeah. you can't live there no more. <laughs> you got to move because we got a bigger family to go in that one room. Yeah. They kick you out of your own house and put you in a, another house. Yeah. That's socialism. And, and, Nothing's and, free. And what you see when when you look at socialism and and these all these isms except capitalism. I think capitalism works. I think the free enterprise is right. is, is one of the greatest ways to go. But when you look at you look throughout America right now." You look at a lot of these cities, you look at a lot of these mayors and what they're doing to our police and how they're having all these, these stand down orders and, and all of these cops are getting hurt, harmed, and in some regards retiring because they don't want to deal with the foolishness. Right. I'm so happy, and I know, Steve, I know you may know our next guest, I'm so happy that they have somebody fighting in the trenches, being the voice for them, as they do with Ashley Ramos from Back to Blue. Ashley, welcome back to Black and Right. Thank you very much for having me. So, Thank you very much for having me, sir. So, I, you know, I really appreciated you bringing Ann Dorn on here. You know, I, I have so much, I had so much respect for her husband and for her to continue on his legacy and, and everything that he was able to do uh, as a captain in the St. Louis um, Police Department. And she's continuing that on. I, I, I Just please let her know that, I, that she has a fan here in black and white, but what do you guys got coming up? I mean, I, I, cause I saw you the other night at, um, Tom McCullough's fundraiser and I said, I got to get you back on the show. So what's going on? What's coming up with, uh, Ashley Ramos? Yes, sir. We got some great things coming up. Um, I actually have some, some other great organizations that we're kind of collaborating to, to bring people together from, from all across the state. Uh, we have the GOP Jamboree coming back to Homer Glen. Uh, at the Canal Farm. Um, Ann Dorn is coming back, so you'll get to see her there. We oh, also nice. have John Cantera coming down from the city. Uh, and we also have Pastor Steve Castle, um, who's coming, that he's going to do our opening prayer and, you know, and give some words. So wow. it's, um, and Bryson Gray is going to be there too. He's uh-huh. an amazing Donald man. Trump is your president, if you like it or not. I love yeah. that guy. <laughs> I'm yes, sorry, go sir, ahead, Ashley. Nelson Cooks is coming back. Oh no, it's all right. I'm just I'm so excited about this event because we had such a good turnout for the last one, and it 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 broadens across 
all different ages and, and ethnicities. Like, it's just beautiful to see people to come together peacefully, you know, and, and celebrate together, you know, yeah. life and conservatism. It's wonderful. And obviously, Back to Blue is a huge part of that, you know, having a place where we can be pro-police and, and give the opportunity for them to have a good time somewhere where they don't have to feel like they're constantly looking over their shoulders. Great, too. Yeah. And on top of the Oh, my. The GOP, There's more. I'm... I'm Yes, yes. I was actually asked to be a guest speaker um, at an event that they're having at the Springfield uh, State Capitol building. They're doing the hugest Trump train um, of Illinois. It's starting in Woodstock, but they're inviting people from all over the state to come to the Capitol building on the 24th at about three o'clock. Wait, 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 wait. Capitol building. Do I hear this correct? So there's going to be what every city, uh, every city starting from Woodstock to Springfield, uh, they're going to have cars that come in to that line based upon what city they on and the route that's, that's um, created, correct? Yes, sir. Oh, yes, my sir. God. We're, that's going to be nice. We're working on putting the backs up now. Yes. And on top of that, we have a restaurant called Fox Run in Springfield that they, yes. they generously donated yes. their space and food to let people come afterwards from the Capitol building to come there afterwards and just kind of, oh, you know, ease up and just celebrate that togetherness again. So that's going to be wonderful. So that's, that's going to be a huge weekend. The 23rd is, is the GOP Jamboree at Canal Farm. And then the 24th, everybody's heading to Springfield and we're going to have a good time oh, down yeah. there. So it's going to be amazing weekend. Well, that sounds good to me. Yep. I'm ready. <laughs> I am ready. You got to bring your, your, your Trump, Trump, uh, all your Trump. You got a hey, lot of Trump gear too, though. Yeah. You know what? I'm going to tell you something. The president knew what Illinois really is yeah. and the part that's supposed to be the most liberal part, he'd be doing another rally up here yeah. because there's no more of that. They all love the guy. I agree. Ashley, are you working the uh, Back to Blue rally tomorrow, the one in Countryside? Is it 6100 yes, South Range? We're going to be there to support the police at Countryside. We're also, before um, it ends, we're going to try to make it up to Palatine. Um, I did not organize those events. I'm just supporting them because okay. I'm a busy gal, so I just <laughs> yeah, want to make sure yeah. that I get to anybody. Well, Steve, anybody who supports the police, we try to make it there, too. Steve and I will be at that one tomorrow. That's probably our fifth or sixth Back to Blue rally. We'll be that t- there tomorrow. That actually is in the district. Uh, so we'll be out to meet and greet. Make so sure if anybody wants to come and see me, yeah, we'll we'll take a lot of pictures. We're gonna have a lot of fun there. <laughs> so, so Ashley, is, is, is there a place guys. where people can find all of this? Like all of your ongoing, everything that you got going on? Um, is there a website? Is there a Facebook page? Absolutely, sir. So we have a website, and it's it's real simple. It's called Back the Blue Event. So if you go to Back the Blue events, you can see the upcoming events that we have going on. And also you can look at pictures and and documentation from what we've done beforehand. The mission of my nonprofit organization is to support police, first responders, and create positive interaction with the community. Because at at the end of the day, if we don't have that positive interaction and we can't come together, you know, all is for naught. So we we really push that. And we are a nonprofit, so um, we work purely on donations. Come on. So is there a donate button? on there if hey before you answer that if you're a police officer that's listening to this show and you know that you there's a lot of things you can and cannot say as a cop when you especially when you're in uniform and knowing that people like Ashley Ramos is out there supporting you and getting behind you Ashley how do they donate um to donate there is a donate button on the website 
Um, you can also go to the Facebook page, and we have um, Venmo. We have uh, PayPal information, all kinds of things. We also sell T-shirts. So, you know, we love to get our T-shirts out to people so that way they can have something, you know, for their donation. We only take a few dollars out of each one of those T-shirts sold as a donation. And our, our real mission is is that as we can grow larger, if we can get the kind of funding, we not only want to support officers and first responders injured in the line of duty, but we want officers to be able to call us and say, hey, this family was injured in a violent interaction. You know, this family awesome. was in a car accident, something like that. So we can help them, too. I love it. I'm, I'm definitely going to give to your cause, Ashley, because as a former police officer, um, making sure that those guys and girls in blue have somebody um, speaking up for them and, and making sure that their lives are much easier is something that I'm all about. So, Ashley, thank you so much for joining Black and Right today. Um, I, I wish I could make that 24th event, but, you know, that's the day of my show. Come on. It's a Saturday. I mean, no, no, no. It's a Saturday. Come on, Ashley. Stop planning things on Saturday. Live. Stop planning things on Saturday. you got to bring the van out. Uh-oh. Look at her. See, you see this? She's smart. <laughs> Ashley, yeah. thanks so much for joining us, though. Ashley Ramos. I, don't, I think I'm saying her last name wrong. Ashley Ramos. Ramos. No, you got it. Ramos. Ashley yeah. Ramos from Back the Blue. Uh, go out and support her. Check out her Facebook page. Go out and, and, and go visit her events. You'll have a great time, especially the GOP Jamboree. Thanks so much, Ashley. See you tomorrow, Ashley. See you, Ashley. God bless Thank you. Sir. Wow. I love anybody that's, that puts, you know, making sure that the men and women who serve, and I, and I get it, the firefighters, you know, the people that sleep all day. Oh, sorry, firefighters. <laughs> that's, a, that's how Cotton Zara got in trouble. <laughs> I'm just kidding. No, we, we always have this banter with, I, I love my, fi- my, my, my firefighters too. But, um, yeah, we got to support the men and women in blue. But coming up yeah. next, former governor. George Ryan joins the show. First time ever on this show. I can't wait. He talks about his book. He's going to talk about a few things about, you know, Mike Madigan. We'll be right back. This is Black and Right with John Anthony on AM 560. The answer. Welcome back to Black and Right on AM 560. The answer. I'm your host, John Anthony. Along with my guest co-host today, running for the 3rd Congressional District, Mike Frisaloni. Frisaloni. Either way. Hey, I got it right, though. And my other buddy, my buddy, my pal, Steve Balich, Will County Board. Yeah. You having fun? I'm I'm loving this. Loving, yeah. You are? Yeah. You know, we've been friends a long time, and this is uh, a good way of getting out a good, positive message about Mr. Frizzalone, yeah, and about the conservative movement and about how great the president's doing, yeah, and you know, everything's good. You know, I'm I'm really excited about our next guest because uh, I, I as I was reading through his bio, I'm like, oh my god! Not only was he governor, lieutenant governor, secretary of state, and speaker speaker of the house. I don't I've looked for it. I don't think I've ever seen any other person that had all of those titles that ran for office in the state of Illinois and that all those titles belong to the 39th governor of the state of Illinois from 1999 until 2003, who wrote a great book that I got a chance to read that his publisher sent to me until I could be sure how I stopped the death penalty in Illinois. Governor Ryan, welcome for the first time to black and right on AM 560. The answer. How are you, sir? 
I'm good, John. How are you? It sounds like you're doing all right. Yes, sir. I am. You know, I, I is there anybody else that's been governor, lieutenant governor, uh, secretary of state, as well as speaker of the house? I looked. I couldn't find it. What do you? I don't think so. That is that is an amazing, an amazing accomplishment, an amazing feat. Uh, but let's talk about your book. Um, wh- what made you write the book now? Why today? Um, when you look at what's happening uh, across the land, you're starting to see a lot more states go towards, you know, abolishing the death penalty. But what, what was, what, why did this message need to get out now? Well, uh, it was uh, one, something that I spent a good deal of time on, frankly. Uh, I started to, to think about this several years ago. And when I got out of the General Assembly and uh, um, went and did my stint uh, with the feds, uh, why I decided maybe I better talk about the death penalty. We yeah. still have 28 states in the federal government that has it, and uh, it hasn't improved any. Uh, it hasn't. Uh, uh, it's still got all the errors and flaws that it had when I first uh, encountered and got involved with it. So uh, I just decided that I really might as well finish up the book and get it out. You, you know, reading the book, I was shocked to see just how much. Uh, opposition you got from both sides of the aisle, even former Mayor Richard M. Daley, uh, 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 how a lot of, it, well, he came after the commission aspect of it, uh, as I was read, read through the book, Until I Could Be Sure How I Stopped the Death Penalty, in Illinois, written by former Governor George Ryan. Um, wh- how did you withstand the pressures, especially from the Republican Party? Because, I mean, that was the party of law and order. Um, how, you still made a very, very tough decision when almost everybody told you, don't do it, it's not, this is not something that's political, uh, it may hurt you politically, what was it within you, Governor Ryan, that made you make that decision to say, you know what, politics be you know what, this is the right thing to do? Well, John, you know, first of all, I, I, I studied this thing and watched and seen how many errors and flaws were in it, how many people that had been put on death row in Illinois and then exonerated uh, and, and the case that really caught my attention was the Anthony Porter case. I don't know if you remember the Anthony Porter oh, case. Oh, I do. I do. He is the, the fellow that got convicted of uh, to double murder yes. in, a, in a park someplace on the south side on a drug deal gone bad. And he declared his innocence the whole time he was around. Now, he was, uh, he was uh, a little... He, he had some mental problems and... Uh, didn't really understand, I don't think, everything that went on with him. Right. I was sitting in the mansion in uh, in Springfield watching the Chicago News with my wife, and here comes this little guy, Anthony Porter, that had just been released after 16 years on death row, and he was found innocent, not by the system, mm-hmm. but by journalism students from Northwestern University. Wow. And I said to my wife, how does that happen in America? Here's a guy they throw in jail, accuse him of killing some people, and he sits there for 16 years. Now, how would you like to wake up every morning for 16 years and say, I wonder if today's the day I'm going to get elected or or, or injected with some poisons and they're going to kill me today, maybe. I don't know. But uh, he wasn't, I mean, he he really didn't understand it all quite like he should have or could have. And so he, he was, but he was just happy to be out of prison. And so... That's when I decided that I probably ought to do a little more involved, get get a little more involved with it. And as I've seen, you know, it's just too many places that were heirs. The Tribune did 
a series of articles back then and talked about all the errors that were yes. in the system. Uh, overzealous prosecutors, terrible defense lawyers, drunk on drugs or disbarred for some reason, defending a man for, for the, his life. Uh, we had uh, the worst kind of testimony you can get in any kind of a case is a jailhouse snitch. And <laughs> as a result, uh, all of these things happened and they elected or they convicted, I think, uh, 22. Uh, yeah. Hey, Governor all, Ryan. All, Governor all Ryan. White juries convicted black people. Hey, Governor Ryan, can you hold uh, after the break? Uh, there's some, I got so many more questions about this book. Uh, Until I Can Be Sure, written by George Ryan, former Governor George Ryan. Uh, you listen in the black and right on AM560, The Answer. Uh, we'll be right back with more of George Ryan. Back to Black and Right with John Anthony on AM560, The Answer. Welcome back to Black and Right on AM560, The Answer. I'm your host, John Anthony, live in studio with my guest co-host today, Mike Frisalone, candidate for the 3rd Congressional District, and Mr. Steve Ballot, Will County Board. Look at you. Look at that frown you got You got going on with you. Hey, ain't got no frown. <laughs> Before the break, we were talking with um, former Governor George Ryan, who wrote the book, Until I Could Be Sure, How I Stopped the Death Penalty in Illinois. Um, Governor, I wanted to ask a question. Um, I, I don't know if you know it, but I served in the General Assembly um, from 2013 to 2016. And uh, I, I would always love walking past your Speaker of the House picture. Because it, 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 I would always look and I say, for one term, one term, we had a we 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 beat Mike Madigan. No, I'm just kidding. Um, but now, uh, John Cabello, who's who's a Rockford cop, and I, we reintroduced um, uh, the death penalty bill on a on a on a basis that said, if you killed a cop or a kid or someone like a teacher or something like that, based upon how the DNA evidence is it's a little bit more sophisticated now do you think you'd still have made that decision to abolish based upon how more how just how bit more sophisticated the dna processing is today well i i don't know whether i would have or not but but you know i really was not uh, against the death penalty right. uh, i was my entire career pretty much i was for the death penalty and uh or thought it was necessary and good until i saw all of the errors that uh, that were in the system so my goal was to correct the system, not necessarily abolish it. I appointed a commission, and we made, I think, 85 recommendations to the General Assembly to, to pass some laws that were necessary that would change the complexion of the, of the death penalty and make it a, a, a little more sure that you may be unlikely to execute an innocent person. And it was an election year, and those heroes in the General Assembly um, Failed to act on it. The only bill that passed was Madigan passed a House bill uh, for videotaping confessions. It's the only one that they passed out of the 85 recommendations that my commission oh made. Oh, my goodness. I only had a short time left in office as governor to do anything about it, and the only thing I could do that I figured could do was to uh, to see if we couldn't stop it in some fashion, and that's when I put the moratorium on it. Yeah. And, Governor Rod, this is Steve Ballage. Uh, you know, I really respect you. I think you did a good job as governor. But uh, I was just curious, how was it working with uh, Michael Madigan during this whole time? And, you know, well, I, I, think- I, uh, I managed, you know, I spent 10 years in, in the House before I became governor. 
So I was the uh, I was the minority leader in the House, and then I was the speaker. And I worked with Madigan uh, those years, knew him well, and uh, we got along pretty good. Uh, I didn't have a lot of problems with him. We could work together. We were, you know, in those days, everybody talked to each other. Today, they don't do that. The Republicans and Democrats. No, they don't. So I you... was able to work with Madigan, but I got along fine with him. Would you say that uh, future governors that are Republican would have it uh, much harder because they're not speaking to Madigan or whoever's in control on the Democrat side anymore? Well, I think that's the problem with trying to get bills, some bills passed and to get the things done that they need to do. Is that you got you got to sit down and commute. When I first went to the General Assembly, there was a place called the Southern Air in Springfield. Hmm. And uh, we usually went into session on Tuesdays. And so Monday night, everybody went to Springfield and met at, uh, we all met at the uh, Southern Air, the Democrats and the Republicans. <laughs> you could sit down and talk about your bills and yeah. legislation. You could ask for help from the other party if you sat with them and talked with them. And uh, today, they don't talk to each other. So That's true. They can't get much done. And, 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 and Governor, um, I got a special guest that I wanted to bring on, uh, somebody you know very well. who he, he actually set this up so that I can interview you. Uh, and you may know him. Uh, he runs the uh, Paso House and the Dirksen House. My good friend, Tony Leon. Tony, Tony welcome to Black and White. Yeah, I know. Tony, how are you? Just fine, Governor. I, didn't, I don't want to cut into the governor's time. That's okay. Uh, I want him to talk about the book. But I, I got to tell you, uh, he changed my life. I was uh, a young guy, and... Uh, uh, he, uh, he had faith in me and brought me in, um, when he was minority leader. And even though he moved on to be Lieutenant governor, he, he advised me, he says, stay where you're at. This yeah. is a good job. Uh, this will, will remain friends. And we certainly did. And I, I was able to observe, uh, governor at all the career moves he made, there wasn't an office that he didn't take over, that he didn't do wonderful things, accomplish things, not just, you know, sat in a chair, but he, uh, he, uh, he changed government at every level. Wow. And, uh, it was, uh, you know, an honor to, to, uh, to, 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 to be on the outer peripheral. And, and, and I know he, he, um, uh, he wrestled uh, that whole death penalty thing. Yeah. Uh, the 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 the, you the night that. Uh, well, I I yeah, I was kind of off to the room, but uh, uh, you know it was amazing. Uh, he he is uh, he he. The, there's nobody that's been able to accomplish all the things he was able to do yeah. uh, uh, in, in government. Yeah. Well, Tony, uh, Tony, I want to say something. You know. You can say all those nice things about me if you want, but you got to understand that I can't give you a raise. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, Governor, Governor, I, I wanted to bring him in because um, Tony, Tony is, is a really good friend of mine. Uh, guys, go out and get the book. Governor Ryan, thanks so much for joining at the Black and White. I, you know, you could get the book at the Abraham Lincoln Bookshop at oh. 824 West Superior in Chicago. And go out to Amazon, wherever books are sold, to get Until I Can Be Sure, How I Stopped the Death Penalty. In Illinois. John, thanks for uh, thanks for talking with me. No problem. Former Governor George Ryan Sr., thanks so much for joining us. You're listening to Black and Right on AM560 The Answer. We'll be right back.
Coming up, return to Black and Right on AM560, The Answer. Here's John Anthony. Welcome back to Black and Right on AM560, The Answer. I'm your host. Got an extra minute. I'm your host, John Anthony, live in studio. Hey, before I keep going, go and follow me on Twitter and Facebook at J. Anthony Speaks. Twitter and Facebook at J. Anthony Speaks. Um, Mike, where can people find you? On, you have any uh, Twitter is the best way to uh, see and link to everything else that I have. You could also hit that donate button. Uh, there we go. MikeFrizzalone.com. Uh, <laughs> every dollar helps in this last 31 days. That's 31 days. Steve, where can people find you? Well, I got the WillCountyNews.com, and I'm on Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn, Tumblr, Pinterest, so I'm on all them. Yeah. And I got my own regular thing, ElectBiology.com. So... Uh, I'm not up for election, so I'm not looking for donations, <laughs> so give it to Mike. <laughs> so those voices you heard with my guest co-host today, Mike Frisalone, candidate for the 3rd Congressional District, Steve Ballard, uh, Will County Board member. Uh, I want to take this call. John from Northwest Side. John, he says, Governor's story about Porter based on lies. Do tell. Uh, there's a terrific documentary. It's, I think it's available on Amazon. About uh, It's called Murder in the Park, and it's about this case in particular. Um, they went back after Porter was let out. Porter was the killer, okay? They went back and they tried to sue the city and the detectives that worked the case. What happened is the detective said, they wanted him to settle. The detective said, absolutely not. We know we did the case right. We know we had the right guy. We got the killer. Went to trial, basically retried the whole case. Judge came back, said, yeah, this guy gets nothing. He's the killer, basically. That's what the judge ruled in favor of the the city, and this is well known, and, and the governor knows this. It was based on lies. Every single thing that the uh, Northwestern School of Journalism and their um, Justice Project, whatever I forget what it's called, said the city was doing, they did. They manipulated witnesses so that they could say the city did wrong. It's an excellent, excellent documentary. Yeah. yeah. So and I, I, John- he, based, he, based, he based it on, on uh, his, his overturning on that. And then in the end, when he was actually on trial, guess who gave him the legal represented, uh, representation he wanted? Who's that? Northwestern University. Wow. Lee Paul. Went to a part of this justice project. Wow. He knew it. He's shady. Yeah. Hey, hey John, and what's the name of the documentary again? What's the name of the documentary? Uh, uh, Murder in the Park. It's on Amazon. I think it's available on Amazon because I watched it not that long ago. Well, I appreciate it. Hey, John, thanks so much for tuning in, and thanks so much for listening to the show. I appreciate it, okay? Thanks for calling in. All right. Bye. I mean, it's, you know, the thing about making these type of decisions, people feed you all type of information. And I I remember being, I mean, you you guys are on the Will County Board. How much stuff, how much information people feed you guys? And you have to make that tough decision. It's tough. Which which, which is the right Right. information. You're like Solomon. Yeah. Right, 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 right. You're just like Solomon. And it's, it's, sometimes it can be tough to make that decision. Sometimes you get it right, sometimes you get it wrong. Yeah. And, you know, one of the reasons why John Cabello and I um, continue, wanted to reintroduce the, the death penalty was because, you know, at that time, I think it was 2015, so many cops were getting shot, and we wanted to send a message. You know, we, we got a lot of beef about it, but we got to protect our, our men and women in blue. I'm sorry. We have to protect them. What say you, Steve? 
Uh, you know, if you read the Bible, and I'm not a good quoter for the Bible, but uh, it says that if you uh, do harm to a child, that you're better off to get thrown into a river with a stone on you. Yeah. All right. So, you know, even in the Bible, Jesus said that. Yeah. You know, so I look at it, if you're going to uh, go out and kill a kid or kill a teacher or a policeman, and you you know, it has to be absolutely proven 100% with the DNA and all the sophisticated things that you talked earlier yeah. about. You know what? Why should we pay to incarcerate the person? Right. We should just execute them if it's 100%. You have to, and I, I think that's what we're supposed to do. Yeah. Let Mary, South Central, South Central L.A., Mary, wants to talk yeah, about Yeah, I'm, I'm from the northwest side of Chicago. Okay. I'm okay. Belmont and Harlem. And my home will always be Chicago. Okay. Okay, I love Chicago. I've been living in L.A. for uh, 50 years. And when people say, where are you from? I say Chicago. Yes. So, with that in mind, um, better to err on the side of life and let a few murderers free than keep people in prison forever for a mistake, Mm -hmm. my opinion. Okay. The reason I called, though, because I I have been uh, trying to make sense out of Trump's and in Biden. I mean, I've been a Democrat my whole life. Wow. The first time I ever voted for a Republican was when I thought about voting for Anderson back in the day when he was going to be presidential nominee. Yeah. yeah. But I couldn't because I was a Democrat. You got 10 seconds, Mary. Make your point. You got 10 seconds. Biden, Biden, Trump. Biden, Trump. Together. On either ticket. Hello? Oh, wow. You hear me? Yeah, I do. That's it. Then we got to get together. Then we got to talk. Either one, whoever dies first. Gets All right. To be, Thanks, Mary. Is- You're listening to Black and White on AM560 Answer. We'll be right back. Prepare to have your mind opened. The lies of the mainstream media are about to be exposed, and the hypocrisy of the left is about to be revealed. This is a revolution in how you think about politics, race, and culture. You've tuned into Black and Right with John Anthony on AM560 The Answer. Welcome back to Hour 2 of Black and Right on AM560 The Answer. I'm your host, John Anthony, live in studio with my two guest co-hosts, uh, candidate for the 3rd Congressional District, Mike Frisalone. See, I left the E off there, buddy. Yeah, right. <laughs> and Steve Ballot. Ballot. College Ballage. with a B. Ah, I but said Ballot. I told you I don't really care, but you're, you're oh, going to want to slur Stevie B. That's your new nickname. Stevie <laughs> B, baby. <laughs> Stevie B. That's what I'm going to call you. I'm going to come back from break calling you Stevie B. Stevie B.A., I got a guy. <laughs> Will County Board. I answered anything. I don't care. What do you guys think about that first hour? Well, I thought it was awesome. great. Yeah. Governor. Governor's a great guy. Yeah. He's still got that politician. See how sharp him. he is? Right. Right. And he's got to be in his late 70s. I, think. Uh, I don't know how old he is. Uh, let's, look at, let's look it up. I'm, he's right up here. Born in 30, 86 years old. Wow. Yes, 86 he's awesome. years old. And he's wow. still that sharp. I hope I live to be eighty six. Yes. <laughs> but you know, I mean, let's let's leave Illinois politics for a bit and and focus on Illinois, but from a federal perspective, Mike. Mike, I, I as I said early on, and when I introduced you to the to the to the show, um, I really believe you're the man for the third congressional district. I look at your opponent. I look at some of the things she said. Some of the things she says she she believes in. Right. I look at what your platform is, and I look at the 3rd Congressional District. Is the 3rd Congressional District ready for the Green New Deal? Is it ready for 
socialism to just permeate that district? Is it ready for policing to be defunded? And how does your platform, you know, when it comes to what she believes in, how does what you believe in fit the third congressional district? Well, I, I don't know what she's or who she's talking to in the third district. You know, I grew up in Garfield Ridge, White by Midway Airport. A lot of my friends still live over there. My mother-in-law still lives over there. You talk to those people. I've talked to the people in Mount Greenwood and Bridgeport, uh, a lot of those areas. And then as you come out toward us. Big and, cop areas. And, right. Burbank and Oak Lawn. And none of them that we've talked to want any part of this agenda. And that's why she's. I think she's going to help me win when she makes quotes like, <laughs> thank you to the activists and organizers in the streets. Keep up the pressure. This is how change happens. She's standing with BLM talking about defunding police in an area where there's cops. Now, that doesn't I make mean, any sense come to start on. with. I mean, I mean is, is she looking at the district? I, I don't think so. Hey, John, you know, the BLM, you know, you're a black guy. Yeah. All right. It's BLM for you because it says Black Lives Matter. But the reality is all the money goes to Act Blue. Yeah. So the Democratic yeah. Party gets all the money, yeah. and they want to take away the police and make the police have social workers instead. They but, haven't given out one scholarship, no. mentored no. one black child, no. or cleaned up one black neighborhood. And that's why when they went to Englewood, the residents of Englewood said, get the heck out of here. Yeah, well, you I've been told you. that I, my bl- being black doesn't matter because I'm on the opposite side of the right. fence because I'm a conservative Republican. So my life doesn't fit the agenda of what they mean when they say black lives matter because on the on, on, when you look at black lives mattering um going to chicago those black lives don't matter and they've said as much that that doesn't fit their agenda and so she stands with that okay in the third congressional district yeah okay it don't work Southsiders don't like that it won't stuff. Work. she has an extensive platform but she took it right from the leftist extremists in washington the green new deals and medicare for all you talk to any union guy in our yeah. district, and there's a lot of them, they're union Democrats. They're not liberal Democrats. Right. The last right. thing is, is they want their health care taken away from them. they got great right. health care. And, Mike, brother- why don't you tell them about the contract we signed with the union so that we saved all that money when we built all those buildings. Man, we, did a, we always do a PLA when we built all those buildings. As a matter of fact, you mentioned the courthouse. Our ribbon cutting is this week on October 9th. We'd love to invite everybody, but, of course, we've got capacity issues, Uh-oh. but that's a 370,000-square-foot building that every man on that job is a union worker. And I talked to them, and they said, the last thing we want is Medicare for all. So I I think she just picked up Bernie Sanders and AOC and brought them here and said, that's my agenda. But the agenda I, I see is the agenda of the people. Steve and I always represent our people in our district. I always say, I'm a public servant because I want to be. I'm a politician because I have to be. And that's what it's all about. If you don't represent what the people want in your district, they're not going to vote for you. And that's why I think we're going to win this. We're going to win this big. Yeah, I've been on the board with Mike for eight years. And I ran against him in the primary. Uh-oh. And, you know, so he was the guy, the enemy. Right? <laughs> and then as soon as the primary was over, we got together. We drank a bottle of whiskey and uh, talked about it. It was Jameson. Oh, <laughs> it was I... good. You know, but we sat there and we talked about how we're going to do it. We combined forces. And so I've been working with Mike for eight straight years and never had one problem. He's a straight shooter on everything. If you don't like something, we don't agree 100%. Nobody does. Right. But you know what? He says, I don't like it. I say, I don't like it. We're still friends. We can still work through it. So we might agree to disagree on occasions, and it ain't that much. Not that often. I'm shocked shocked that I haven't seen a a, a, um, 
a lot of video or ad buys. Has she taken out any ad buys in well, the she's, last? She's doing some commercials now because she's scared. I think she thought when she beat Dan Lipinski, she was just going to walk into mm-hmm. this. But even the Lipinski supporters are coming to me and saying, we don't want any part of that. I, I'm getting messages every day, Democrats for Frizzalone, Democrats for Frizzalone. Can Frizz you alone. say where he's at? <laughs> can you say that publicly? Where, where well, I will say that. Uh, <laughs> I no. can say stuff he can't say. Steve, <laughs> where's Dan? And I will. Steve, where's Dan? <laughs> hey, you know what? Anybody from the South Side, you know, like Biden said, if you're uh, black and you don't vote for me, you're an idiot. You ain't black. Well, guess what? Anybody that's from the South Side that's a union guy or a cop or a fireman working for the city, they want to take your health care away. Yeah. And you fought all these years to get good health care. And then they're going to dip into your pension money because they want to tax it. And then, you know, that's a big bucket, right? Yeah. So they want to nationalize it. They haven't come out with that yet. They haven't said it. I've read it, but they ain't really publicizing right. it. So now they get a hold of the pensions and they steal all that money. So every one of these union guys, they're going to lose everything. Yeah. Who, who, who did the polling? And, and, and what's really been irking me lately is, is, and this is why I say I'm a public servant, I'm not really a politician. I believe whatever your beliefs are and whatever you feel you're representing the community, that's what you talk about the whole time. Now, my yeah. opponent has flip-flopped and all of a sudden is walking it back from the Green New Deal. The other day she said, the Green New Deal is really just a resolution. I like some of the stuff on there. Oh, But earlier she quoted a Green New Deal is what we need to ensure a safe environment for the future without addressing this issue head on. Other progressive policies are meaningless. So now she's walking it back to try to pull the votes back. Sounds like she did some polling. And realized That's right. That she did some polling. <laughs> I don't play that. <laughs> Whatever I say, I said I'm pro-life, I'm pro-life. Yeah. I'm not going to change because, and, and that's what, i, I got to give Dan uh, Lipinski, the congressman, a lot of credit yeah. on. He, he had character. He did. And what he said and what he believed in, that, that's what he went forward with. That's why he had so many Republicans that voted for him. Exactly. Too, you know? And that's important. Character counts. Yeah. Again, I know I don't want to be bragging about the guy, but you know what? I know him really well. Yeah. And he's got character. Yeah. He ain't afraid to stand up and fight. And it speaks volumes to you guys were at one point at odds yeah. because you guys were running against each yep. other. I think it speaks a lot more to what you're saying about him because you were at odds with him. And you know what? As a team at the county board, wow, do we got a team. I mean, this guy's the smartest guy I ever met with numbers. Yeah. And he's real calm when he talks. I get a little bit excited <laughs> or whatever, you know, and I'll lay it out. But when I lay it out and I get excited and I start start talking outside a little bit. Wait, wait, wait. Do I need to push the green button right no, now? No, don't worry about it. I've got it under control a little bit. Pete, hold that green button. Hold that cough button, Pete. But, but I talk outside and he, everyone's looking at me and I'm just mad. I'm yelling. Yeah. And then I stop. And then Mike very calmly explains in his language what I said. So yeah. the people that like emotion, they heard it from me. And the people that want facts and figures gets it from him. Yeah. And we win. Have you <laughs> seen the elements of Bernie and all those people? Have they sent her any money? Oh, um, yeah. A- AOC, Bernie, Warren, they all endorsed her. They all sent her big, big checks from their packs, 25000 a whack. That's where all the money is coming from. It's not coming from the district. It's coming from outside with all the progressive socialists. Wow. And they the get their from. money from George Soros, let's be frank. I mean, the picture is just painting itself. When you look at what's happening across America yep. with her saying to fund the police, imagine that happening in the 3rd Congressional District. And to know that you're sending somebody to Congress who supports it. Right. It's baffling. It's Mike baffling. Frisalone doesn't support that, right? Nope. Nope. That's why we'll be out at that rally. It, right? That's why I'll be at that rally tomorrow at 6100 South LaGrange. 
And I hey, hope he's can still you imagine out there. Newman over there talking to represent me? Yeah, no, oh, not you. Forget about it. And you know it. how many people in the district that are just like you? Probably See? most of oh, them. Most of them. A lot of them. Most of them. Mike is the savior. You know, you get Mike in there, you know what? He becomes the savior. Yeah. Not Jesus, but the next one. Yeah, well, you yeah. know what I mean? Because he's not a savior. Yeah, though. I'm not I, that I, close. Well, <laughs> well I look at it. We, he, he, when he wins, he's saving us from that moron, Newman. Yeah. Well, there you have I it. I just say communist. I'm sorry. Uh-oh. There you have it. <laughs> I'm Mike Frisalone from 3rd Congressional, candidate for 3rd Congressional. Hey, when we come back, let's talk uh, all things Trump, COVID, and Proud Boys. You're listening to Black and Right on AM560 Answer. We'll be right back. Black and Right continues on AM560. Once again, here's John Anthony. Welcome back to Black and Right on AM560 Answer. I'm your host, John Anthony, live in studio with third congressional candidate uh, Mike Frisalone and Steve Balich, Will County Board. <laughs> oh, busy B. How about that? <laughs> yeah, busy so, B. <laughs> so, you know, before the, before the break, we were talking about your race, Mike, and just how important, I think, because nobody really put your race on the board no, to say that's all. a winnable seat. You would send shockwaves throughout the state of Illinois and D.C., I believe. Should you win? I'm going to be the guy that turns it red. Hey, oh, see, look at this. I'll be getting that invitation from Mr. Trump uh, first day when he says, "You're the guy." Come on <laughs> in. That's the plan. So far, the plan's worked. Yeah, it's, it, it has, and and I mean, just to be two points, you shouldn't you shouldn't be anywhere near. Shouldn't be two points. At least that's what the 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 you know. Right. People that get paid well, to do a lot of this. That's, that's because the values of this district are more aligned with me. You know, the, the Republican-Democrat scenario, I mean, right now, who knows who a Democrat really is? Right. You've got so many factions there, it's unbelievable. It is. So what? what so let's talk about it. President Donald John Trump has come down with COVID, along with his wife, Melania. Have you guys seen some of the vitriol? that has been laid at his feet when it comes to him catching COVID. No, Have you guys seen it? It's been constant. Yeah, don't Since end. they announced yesterday. It, I mean, I, I, it, it, it baffles me. I don't care how much I dislike a person, how much I dislike a candidate. I will never wish death on anybody that no. runs for office. When did, we, when, did, when did America, when did our society break down to this point where we wish ill will or death. It started when we took God out of the schools. Yeah. That's when all this garbage started. And then it started when we started to indoctrinate our kids in grade school and high school and college. But uh, you know what? Anybody that says, I wish you were dead, President Trump, when they die, how do you answer that question? You're, you're not going straight up if you're doing I, that. I agree with you, Steve, and you mentioned the schools. Do you know how many parents right now, because they have to e-learn, are finally realizing what their kids are being taught? Excuse and are me? up in arms? Yes. Up in arms. I'm, I'm virtual school. I mean, we did, we did homeschooling for a bit for right. a couple of our That's kids. different, yeah. But this virtual learning is for the birds. It's, 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 
they got to open up the schools. I'm sorry. Well, there's no doubt about that. Open up yeah. the schools. Open like up I said, the schools. it's been good in one respect because parents yeah. are finally really looking at the day-to-day. What are they teaching my kids? Yeah. And they're up in arms about it. And that's why I think you're going to see a lot more people run for school boards going, we're going to change this now. We have three the local elections running. are important. Locally, we got three people in one half hour that said they wanted to run for the grade school in the school district uh, 33C because they're homeschooling their kid, not homeschooling, e-schooling, e-schooling right. and they're aggravated at what the kids are learning. But you know what? You, you didn't say one thing. What's that? We get the textbooks from a company, right? Mm-hmm. Well, the company can make a video lesson, and it can be you can have a million kids on the computer e-learning from the video lesson and get rid of all the teachers and all the schools. Is that what the teachers' union that don't want to go back to school wants? Because you're going to look at it, and I've been advocating people to get kids in the neighborhood and put all the kids together and get a teacher to hire them, and then no more school. So let me ask you guys a question. Yeah. Because schooling is, is done virtual, have you guys ever have you guys thought about some type of rebate for <laughs> yeah. taxpayers? I've had well over 50 people, well, maybe closer to 100 people call me up and ask me why I'm not fighting to get their taxes back from the school district. And, well, and I would say our school district out in Homer – uh, I do have to give them credit. They want to get the kids back in school as much as possible. They started this last week getting them back in. The problem is, is the governor has put so many restrictions on what they can and can't do, the whole COVID scenario. It's just unbelievable. They can't get them back. So I had Tom DeVore in here. <laughs> you know, he's public enemy number one for the governor. <laughs> yeah. And he said, all we need is one brave school superintendent who's willing to just go out there and make the decision to open up. He said he thinks the floodgates will happen. Well, uh, I think that... Well, I was going to say that all we got to do is call a protest back to school, Uh-oh. and then it is exempt from all the guidelines. Oh, that's true. That's a good idea. So here's a here's a tweet. I won't say the person's name, but here's a tweet when it was learned that uh, President Donald Trump and his wife came down with uh, COVID. It's been against my moral identity to tweet this for the past four years, but now, but now, listen to this. I hope he dies. <laughs> What is wrong with people? And, and, and you, you, as, as I posted that, I'm listening to, I'm watching and reading some of the comments, and nobody's really addressing the I hope he dies. They're addressing, well, Trump has been a bully. Trump has been somebody. Here's another guy. Uh, I'll just say Michael. He, he made, he, this was his tweet, and he deleted. They both have been deleted, by the way. I hope Trump's diagnosis wakes his supporters up to the reality of the pandemic. And also that it makes him suffer and die. Who speaks like that who believes in America? Who? Steve, somebody help me. Why don't you guys help me? I, I, you know what? Lost for words. Yeah, I'm 70, right? And I got disease. Hey, you don't look, I would have never hey, guessed 70. I got good blood. Ooh, you look good, brother. <laughs> you know that. But, but the idea is, do I want to hibernate in my house and then... Six years from now, still hibernate because COVID ain't going to go away. So do I die and not live my life? The answer is no. And yeah. Mike could talk about his ma. The same thing. You 90 know what? years old, and she wants to get out of the house. Wow. You know, she's doing everything she can to go to the store. She's got, she wears her mask. Okay. But she's got to get out Stop. there. Stop. We're going to take this call because Philip, Philip from Blue Island. Okay. Please explain, Philip. I, I, I wouldn't wish him death 
But people, let me say this. People have been hating on him for three, almost four years, and now all of a sudden they're coming around wishing him well. So I think that's hypocritical. But the point that he held back information that would have helped some of these 200,000 that are dead, some of these people that are close to him, like I just hollered that Chris Christie is now uh, COVID. And, and what's the other name? Um, Kelly Ann, whatever her name uh-huh. is. All of these people are exposed to him. And he's still, and after the debate, he even criticized Biden for wearing the biggest mask that he ever did, thinking it's funny. It's not funny. People okay. are dying. Hey, people Phillip, are sick. Phillip, Phillip, explain to me, what did he hold back? What did he hold back? Well, as, as, as far as uh, the truth, if he knew in November when he called Putin and told Putin about the severity of it, and then he gets all the way into February and he's having these conversations with Woodward about the severity of it, and, uh-huh. and then he's still saying it's going to go away and it's not going to be but, but, that but, but, but serious why did he and say it's a hoax. Why did he say that? Let, 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 listen, you, I, listen you, because I think you're listening to the mainstream talking points, because the talking points was that Trump didn't do enough in early on. But it was the Democrats. Remember that. Remember that. They were inviting people out into Chinatown, calling Trump xenophobic, calling him racist because he shut down China. And now remember this. Remember this. What were the Democrats doing against Trump back in January into February? Remember the impeachment. Remember in the State of the Union address. What did he mention? He mentioned the coronavirus. He mentioned it in his speech. But remember, he was the one that didn't do it enough. So explain to me, where did he lie? And how did he not do enough? He says himself that he downplayed it. Which leaders do. Down. Wait a minute, wait a minute. Well, come on now. Okay, go ahead. I, I, this I'll is the you. president of the United States. And we are, we, we survived 9-11. We've survived uh, Pearl Harbor. We've survived Vietnam. We survived a lot of things. So what gives him the, the idea that he can play something down where if he knows what's going on in South Korea, and uh, not South Korea, China, and he knows what's going on in, in parts of, 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 of Europe with this, this virus, what do we think holding, playing it down for us is going to benefit us? Well, i got a question for you. going to benefit him. No, you're wrong. You, if you think about what happened, he might have said he played it down because he didn't want to make a panic. But look at all the actions he did. The actions are more Boom. important than anything else because you can say whatever you want. But the, your actions show what you want, not what okay. your mouth com- what comes out did of your you, mouth. Did you? Okay, don't be so volatile. Did well, you I ever? Volatile? Volatile? That's it's my normal personality. That's his normal voice, bro. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I, hey, I don't mean to it's offend volatile. you, you know, but I, that's how I talk. I'm south side. No, no, that's just, yeah, it was a joke. He's up. He's up. <laughs> it was a joke. Come on, man. Good lord. But the the point is because it's a serious topic, and now that he got it. He has put this country at serious risk because he didn't take it serious. Now, I, I disagree. Hey, Philip, I'm, I'm glad you're back listening to the show. You know, you and I, we've always gone back and forth. I really appreciate you, you, you know, always tuning in. Um, you, I got to get you into this into a seat across from me so that you and I can go at it. All right, you you game for that? You no. down for that? Uh-huh. Yeah, as long as volatile is not there. <laughs> hey, listen to the black and white right by sixty. The answer, Philip. Thank you. We'll be right back. It's the show the mainstream media doesn't want you to know about. It's black and right with John Anthony on AM five sixty. The answer. Welcome back to Black and Right on AM five sixty. The answer. I'm fired up now. Philip done got me fired up. Let's go. <laughs> 
You tune in to Black and Right on AM five sixty the answer. I'm so proud to have my good friends in here, candidate for the third congressional district, Mike Frisalone, and Will County board member Steve Balich. Wait, what the vo- volatile guy? <laughs> Steve volatile. Yeah, Steve volatile. the volatile guy. Steve volatile. Okay, the assertive guy. So Philip, <laughs> Philip, if you're still listening, you said that Trump knew way back in November. Bah, wrong. China didn't report the first case until December 31st. What you're talking about, we learned later on the virus could have been here since September. And some have said all the way back into the summer of 2019. I think I had it back in December, January. My whole family, my whole family was out. My wife was out for 20 some odd days. Bad cough, couldn't breathe, all of that. And my twins, they were all out. Yep. I got it the least. I think I had it for a day or two and I was fine the next couple of days. I had it about five days. Yeah, it was about four or five days for me too. But 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 I just want to. That's because me I'm, and Mike are healthy. I'm fired up right now. Remember, December 31st, China first reports it. A month later, January 31st, the Trump administration declared the coronavirus a public health emergency. Let's go back. But um, what did I say? December 12th was it? Um, the CDC. Where well, I'm looking for when I talked about um, what's his name? Fauci. Fauci declared. Oh, January 20. Fauci announces the National Institute of Health is already working on the development of a vaccine for the coronavirus. Uh, so, so no, Philip, you're wrong. Stop listening to the liberal talking points. Remember, these people are out there. They're set up. They want to take this president down. They'll do whatever they can. They'll send out false information to make sure that this president falls. But as long as I'm on the airways <laughs> on AM 560, the answer in the hot seat, on black and right, I'm going to do everything I can to make sure that the people get the real information, not all this fake news, because I'm sick and tired of, 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 of the media painting these pictures that, that this guy is, is the worst thing since what? I don't know. He's not. And I'm sick of it. What I, do you say? Steve? You know what? The media is probably the biggest culprit of all the problems that we have, because in 2005, Dr. Fauci said that the coronavirus could be cured or a treatment, either one, like a vaccination or a treatment, with hydroxychloroquine. And the only reason that they didn't even follow up on that was because Trump said he liked it. So the media pushed the idea it was bad, but the National Institute of Health in 2005 said they could use it. So what the hell's going on with the media? Pete from Montgomery makes a great point, and I was going to make it, but... You know, we, we ran out of time. Pete from Montgomery, thanks for calling Black and Right. Hey, gentlemen. So, historically, presidents have always downplayed crises. Coolidge in 29 about the stock market crash. FDR about the threat of the uh, threat from Germany and Japan. Uh, uh, going forward, Clinton about Obama. I'm sorry, Clinton about Osama bin Laden. So I'm not at all concerned about presidents trying to control, trying to limit panic. It is part of their job. That's right. They get the scariest information on a daily basis, and if they were to tell us every little thing that pops into their head... yes. We would not have a civil society. You're living in the basement. So that, come on. That is a straw man argument. It is. It really is. Pete from Montgomery. Hey, you Thank know you what? Gentlemen. Thanks so much for calling. I love Montgomery. That's great. I, I, that was a great comment. It is. Great. Jim from South Elgin. 
Hey, so, oh man, I was invited, Jim. I'm so sorry, but yesterday was my my son's birthday. There was no way I was, you know, getting out of celebrating with my birth, my son, Jim from South Elgin. Talk to us about yes, what happened. How was the event? Well, uh, we had a, it was a great event. It was Black Chicago for Trump. Uh, well attended, probably about fifty or sixty people there. Uh, good company, good food. There was supposed to be a few, uh, be a couple. Black was supposed to show up, but apparently it wasn't structured, so he could come there because of the uh, way he's got to be compensated. But Anyways, um, it was it was well attended. When I got there, there was a few protesters across the street, and they had Black Lives Matter sign in there. So I asked these people, I said, you know, if Black Lives Matter is so uh, so serious, why don't they protest every Planned Parenthood facility? Because, you know, the, the founding of Black Parenthood, uh, Planned Parenthood by Sanger, was to have less black babies be born because they were considered inferior. And this lady says, oh, that was so long ago, and Planned Parenthood has services and stuff. I see yeah, like like killing girls before they can become women, oh. you know, in the in the womb, and stuff. And I said, how about the guy in uh, Virginia who was talking about the governor, where once the baby's born, we'll decide what to do with it. And then I asked him a question: um, Are do you like do you ladies know what the Equality Act is all about? And I explained to him that's the basically sanctioning of trans men to you know compete against right. girls in girls sports and stuff. And and they go and this other lady said, well, I don't care about that. Well, if you care about feminism, you should care about that. But anyways, back to the event. It was a great speaker. The uh, Adam Hollingsworth, the dreadhead, dreadhead cowboy, was there. Oh, wow. Uh, a lot of people. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. I mean, people from all sorts. Stephanie Trussell was there. Yeah. Her, her sister was there. Uh, P. Ray. P. Ray. Yeah, she's, she's, uh, she's good. She's, uh, I mean, she organized this thing by herself pretty yeah. much. I love And the P. lady's Ray. house was in. Yeah, it was really a nice place, a nice venue. And it was kind of fun to see big Trump signs in Chicago. Amazing. Hey, Jim, thanks so much for calling. Thank thanks you. so much for being such a great supporter of Black and Right. Oh, it's a Appreciate pleasure. It. Yes, That's sir. Right. I got a little heated there. I'm sorry. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> but, but, but can we can we at least discuss the facts and not some contrived truth, some made-up truth? Nothing but clickbait. These Tony days. and Brandon, hold the line. We'll take your calls when we, be, we return. We'll be right back. And now, more Black and Right with John Anthony on AM560, The Answer. Welcome back to Black and Right on AM560, The Answer. I'm your host, John Anthony, live in studio with my good friend Mike Frisalone, candidate for the 3rd Congressional District, and Steve Bailich. 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 The violent the violent the guy. One. The violent one. <laughs> the violent one? <laughs> yeah. Well, he said volatile, right? Volatile. Said volatile. Yeah. The volatile one. Whatever you want. Woo. Man, I, I've calmed down now. Guys, if you're listening, I've calmed down. If you're watching through by Facebook, you'll see that I am, I'm, I guess it's my popsicle jacket that's called, that's cooled me down. <laughs> my daughter, I'm going, oh, I'm going to get her. My, that's like my, my fourth oldest kid. Third oldest, third oldest. She said, Daddy, it looks like you're in a popsicle. You look like a popsicle with that on. Oh, whatever. I'm calmed down. I'm cool. I'm collected. Brandon Harris. What's going on, buddy? Brandon, welcome to Black and Right. You still there, Brandon? Brandon Harris. Are you there? All right. He's not hey, there. Hey, Brandon. Yeah, what's going on, bud? Man, it was really nice to see you this morning, man. Uh, we've been out there rocking and rolling. I saw you stop by this morning. We're now up to about 100 so far and still going. Oh, wow. Now, you, 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 let's talk. Let's tell the people what you're talking about. Uh, and you were down in Shorewood with another Trump rally. Was that a Trump rally or a back to blue rally? 
It's a mix. So we did the Back to Blue and Rockdale this morning. The Trump rally is this afternoon until 5 on 53 and 59. And then we're going back out to Naperville for a Back to Blue tomorrow as well. Yeah. Wow. Dude, I mean, you're, you're busy. That beard, man. You you got to get that beard trimmed a little bit. You little, you know, the, the Irish is coming out in you, Brandon. <laughs> oh, no, John, I know, man. But um, for anybody who's interested, we do have Mike Brizalone stuff as well as Ben Beerley, Nick Ficarello, and everybody's information down there. Uh-huh. Uh, we only have signs for a handful of candidates, but we do have them on hand, and we are getting signs out as well. Okay. Thanks, Brandon. Now, now talk about what you said the next one is today, and, and can you repeat that to the people who were um, not paying attention? We're on 53 and 59 today until 5, and then tomorrow by the Naperville Riverwalk, we're starting at 11 o'clock and going till about 3.30 with the Back to Blue rally. That is um, Back to Blue and then Freedom Movement will be out there organizing. And where can people find it in case, they, they you know, uh, any future events they want to attend? Where can they find it? Then go to freedommovementusa.com and or Back to Blue's Facebook page. It's an awesome, awesome organization started by Ashley Ramos. Um, they've got events going as well as we do. So we're kind of countering events. And then the next big one after that is the Trunk Retreat, uh, Trump Retreat on the 31st at Larkin and Jefferson. Oh. Starting at 1, ending at 8. We're going to be handing out candy for kids, lining up cars, trying to get candidates out. Uh, we've already got about 10 commitments from candidates to do handshakes and handing out candy to kids so we can still have Halloween for those that don't have it. Wow. Well, Brandon. And God bless you, Brandon. It sounds like you're doing a good job. <laughs> yes. Yeah, I don't know who would have taught me something like that between you, John, and Mike. I think you're all the <laughs> Well, Brandon, thanks so much, man. I really appreciate you. You're doing, you're doing a yeoman's job for, I think, President Trump. Uh, I think just putting it on so many rallies throughout the last year and maybe half, um, I'm sure President Trump um, is really excited and happy for all of the work that you've done for him. i got to leave you with a note, John. Go I ahead. heard your conversation on the coronavirus there, and um, we had quite a few people stop by today and actually take off their masks and go, if Trump can beat this, we're definitely beating Biden. So Uh-oh. despite the fact that he's got it, man, people were so excited to take off their masks, 60s and 70s, just shake our hands and go, if he can beat this, we can beat Biden. So we're really oh, wow. looking forward to him coming out of this. That's interesting. Thank you so much, Brandon. Yes, sir. Wow. That's that's interesting. Now I, I told Tony. So Tony, Tony, Tony's a long time caller. He calls into the show all the time. Tony from Chicago. Hey, thanks so much Hello, for calling Black and Right. How are you doing today? I'm doing okay. Oh. That Philip got me really angry. But you. you said most of, <laughs> <laughs> but but you you said most of what I was going to say. But I just want to add a few other things. Go ahead. You know, he is a prime example of why. Republicans have got to step up to the plate because they the, the Democrats control the media and the media are constantly lying and there's nobody to challenge it because Republicans want to be nice. The hell with that garbage. You know, why are Republicans so cowardly? I know I say that all the time. Yeah. You know, and I'm wondering, <laughs> are, the people, are the people in your studio, are they cowards? No. Are they willing to no. stay? Mike Rizalone and uh, me, I'm, I'm called the volatile guy today, I guess. <laughs> but I'll tell you what, I'll take any Democrat's head off if they start talking. And if you listen to the county board stuff, me and Mike go after them all the time. With Actually, one person started calling the president names, and I went after her. He sa- she said he was racist. And so then I said that uh, Democrats support the KKK. Yeah. You know, Mike stands up and fights them all the time. So they're not all Republicans. There are some that are you know, cowards, but most aren't. Well, here, Go ahead, Tony. Yeah, but what else, can I make a suggestion? you got 15 then, seconds, um, Tony. Okay, you got a good chance to win the, to win the Republican seats in Illinois. 
Just do it. We fight. are. We're going to take it. Don't be afraid to tell people to take off their masks. Well, you know I'm not afraid here on this show, Tony. I think that's why you listen. <laughs> Thanks for calling, Tony. But, you know, hey, he, he's right. The Republicans have to step it up. Go into the communities. You gotta, you gotta, you gotta do what you haven't done, and I guarantee you, we can change Illinois around. You're listening to Black and Right on AM five sixty Answer. I'm your host, John Anthony. We'll be right back. This is Black and Right with John Anthony on AM five sixty The Answer. Welcome back to Black and Right on AM five sixty The Answer. I'm your host, John Anthony, live in studio with third congressional district candidate Mike Frisalone. And Will County Board member Steve the Volatile, Violent, Violent, I'm going to call you Violent, Violent Volatile (laughs) Balich. Mike, in a minute, 15, minute 30, give your your spiel of why the 3rd District should elect you come November 3rd. Well, John, I think you've seen my work uh, on the Will County Board. I've been on there for eight years. I understand the legislative process, which is key to going into government, especially the federal government, to understand how it works. We've had some people like the AOCs go in and just think they're going to bulldoze things. They don't want to play by the rules. That's a lot what we're seeing on the other side, especially with the socialists. My view is you you support the values and present the values of the people that you have in your district, whether it's a small district in a town or whether it's a congressional district. I've always been that way. And the values are mainstream and common sense in this district, and that's what I mean to represent. My opponent wants to go totally socialist with Medicare for all and Green New Deals and destroy our, our country. Our American way of life is great. Yeah. we gotta me- we got to mellow out some of the people and the yelling and screaming, but I think that can be handled. But we can't change our whole form of government and basically destroy the opportunity that we have here. A million people emigrate to this country legally every year. They're not coming here because things are bad. Right. They're coming here thing because they love this country and they see what the opportunity is. You work hard, you move up the ladder, just like I did as a young kid. My dad was a tool and die maker. Uh, you, you've got to you got to do it for yourself, and that's what this country is about. I want to preserve that way of life. So you had anything coming up? Where can people reach you? Yeah, you? so you can reach me. The best way is to just go to mikefrizzalone dot com. That's F R I C I L O N E. You can see where our events are at. Uh, you, we, every Saturday morning, we're at our campaign office answering questions, handing out signs and literature. Uh, and that's the best place to go. And it's also the best place if you want to hit that donate button and bring dollars in because you need to get the message out. And, and it doesn't happen without dollars. 45 Thanks. seconds. Now, if uh, there's a crisis and our opponent, I don't even want to say their human's name, if she's in there, guess what she does? She calls the squad and asks, what do I do? And the squad tells her what to do, and she says, sure, and then she does it. If Mike Brizalone is there, he doesn't call nobody like the squad. He yeah. just analyzes it. He knows the answers because he's logical and intelligent and has character. So everybody, really, please send out some donations to MikeFrizzalone.com because he needs them. Yeah. Then he gets his message out. God bless you. You know, I want to also talk, like, guys, um, Jeannie Ives is debating Sean Kasten this evening on so WBBM at 7 o'clock. It'll be streaming on WBBMNewsRadio.com. Um, uh, if you can go over there and follow that, uh, Jeannie's handle, hashtag is all in for Ives. Go in and, and tweet, 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 tweet away. Um I also want to say, you know, there's a lot of people going through a lot of different things in life right now. Um, my my good friend Joe Frieders and I, I, I told him every 
every time I think about it, I'll make sure I leave the show with this. But if you are, you know, mentally you're going through some tough things, uh, visit hftd.org, hftd.org. Pop in your zip code to find local mental health resources. If your self-expression and self-care routines just aren't cutting it through this COVID, uh, get some help. It's okay. It really is okay to get some help. Um, Don't be afraid to get help. Um, I want to thank you guys for coming out and joining me today. It was, uh, I thought it was uh, a great show. And, uh, you know, and all the listeners out there who had the courage to think critically today about today's pressing issues, join me again next week where we start beginning to talk about making the case for Donald John Trump. I think we have to make the case for Donald John Trump um, to win November 3rd. Um, I love you guys. I thank you guys for tuning in every Saturday to hear this young kid. Well, not young anymore. 44-year-old kid (laughs) from the streets of Chicago who made it big, fell down, got back up, and now I'm telling everybody who's black, it's okay to be black and and right. It's more than okay to be black and right. We'll see you next week.